the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now now. at KDOW.biz and the Odyssey app. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Got a good show planned for you today. Talking about what's working on Wall Street and why. I think it's fair to say that there's a lot going on. This has been the worst week for the Dow Jones Industrial Average in quite a while. As large part, what is happening is what we've been talking about is going to happen, a shift. What does that mean? As inflation started to show... And the Federal Reserve finally started to see it and admit to it and change their timeline on interest rates from we don't know how many and when, but definitely nothing until late 2023 or 2024, to it'll be 2023 with two. Dow drops 450 points, extended losses uh, for the week. Worst week since January which January is always one of those months where you have that transition from year to year and things change up on where smart money is going to go. Today's a little bit of that, or this week's a little bit of that. It took a while, and we kept talking about it, and now it's happening. I don't want to say, told you so, but this isn't as hard as it looks is what I'm trying to say. How long does it last? No one knows. Because we have the wizard. Jerome Powell, the man behind the monetary policy, how he's able to financially engineer us out of this is like the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain. Dorothy, when she saw him, she's like, she called his his act. She said, you're no wizard. Same thing's happening right now. Our government's a little quasi unaffected. Had a horrific conversation with Brother Michael, who's a scientist for Center for Disease Control. And he, he's typically more along the line of asbestos 
and lead paint and things like that. So he's a kind of that level. He's not on the flu side. And he's like, make sure you get you and all your friends that shot because this is starting to eat brain cells. I'm like, then I watched a movie or a show last night. I'm a little out of entertainment. I think it was called Dark Summer or Black Summer. And it's all about zombies. And I'm like, my kids come in and watch me. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of like COVID. The people who have COVID are the zombies. And it's the best way I could explain it. And I'm running away from them. I don't know if there's some truth to that, but it feels like it. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 450 points this morning, bringing its week to date losses to 3.3%. That's a big move in one week. Now, I know that's not a big move to you. I know it's not a big move in the last 30 years. But when I was a man child, I don't even know what that means. When I was a child and on watch uh, Wall Street, I was basically watching it through the business section of the New York Times and the Washington Post and the newspapers that you can get overseas in Europe. And you're like, why did you read the business section? Because you read anything you could in English. So the market's getting beat up rough today. And back when I was a young child, you'd see a 3.3% move played out over two weeks, not over one week. Um, And that was a bad, horrific week, uh, two-week period back then. A little bit different. A little bit different, right? So things are starting to change up. And I, I think probably the boogeyman right now is inflation and tied towards copper and corn and platinum. Yesterday, three of the four major indices ended in the red. End of the week. We're marching through the first half of the year. End of June will be the first half of the year. Wow, time flies. The Dow led the losers yesterday. The Dow's leading the losers today. Commodities are down bad, big, huge, which is kind of the popping of inflation, which is, again, we got all worked up because we saw prices zoom on lumber. Now, prices on lumber have fallen apart. So the inflation's popped. The bubble's popped there. The bubble's popping in corn, in soybeans, in gold. What's interesting to note about that is a little bit of it will automatically happen when gasoline prices, for instance, go higher. You and I drive less. When airline tickets go higher, you and I fly less, and then airline prices come down. When steak prices go higher, we eat chicken. When your kids get tired of chicken, we eat pork. We stay away from the red meat. It's too expensive. <clears throat> Not everyone. And I know I'm, I'm speaking for like families of two, three, four, five, six, seven who don't have as much discretionary money or their discretion has to, to spread over four or five miles. AMD was up huge yesterday. I still like AMD and NVIDIA. And if the market gets ugly, I'm going to like them even more. Real estate reeked yesterday like a dead body. Like a dead zombie. Oh, for the record, that uh, Black Summer, I think it's on Netflix. It was a CDC, CBC, Canadian Broadcast Company. And man, Canada and Europe, they're able to make television so much better and so much cheaper than the United States because they focus on stories. Just saying. Um, <clears throat> Adobe had really, really solid earnings. 
I like Adobe. I've never bought Adobe, and it'll never make sense. On my deathbed, I'll probably say Adobe, and my kids will be like, "What? You want Adobe roof? You oh, you want an Adobe Clay house? What is it? What is it, man?" But their creative cloud, their document cloud, their experience cloud, it's transforming work. And it still deserves my eyeballs because it's, it's damn innovative stuff. Digital documents, digital creativity, digital customer experiences. I like Adobe enormously. It's on my shopping list. Will I ever buy it? I don't know. I've liked it for 20 years and I've never bought it. I've always found some reason to buy something else, even though the reasons to buy Adobe were always there. Based on the momentum in our business, Kroger CEO said, CFO, excuse me, never confuse a chief executive officer with a chief financial officer is what my mom always said. Kroger's CFO said, based on the momentum within our business, we're raising our full year guidance. We now expect our two year identical sales tracks to be about exactly where we expect them to be. Kroger lost a little bit. Adobe gained a little bit. They both reported numbers yesterday. They both gave outlooks on the future. I know it's not something you want to do, but it's something I have to do. I can't not watch this stuff. So I do appreciate you uh, listening to me. Speaking of which, I put online a 20-minute market update every Tuesday, I believe, uh, with a market strategist where we just basically talk to each other, very much so in podcast style, no commercials. Um, I ask the questions, he gives the answers. I ask the follow-ups, he gives the follow-ups. Um, it's good stuff. All he does for a living is market strategy. All I do for a living is talk market strategy um, and do a lot of research. So from Election Day through Friday of last week, the S&P 500 jumped 26%, marking the best 220-day stretch for stocks after presidential election since World War II. How's that, Mr. Biden? Facebook's going to start taking advertisements for its virtual reality world. Zuckerberg's setting up to become the Windows monopoly of virtual reality operating systems. I got you tempted. Stay with me. I'm Rob Black. I wanted love. I needed love. Most of all. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. I'm a big fan of Provident Credit Union and credit unions in general over banks. If you can get into a credit union early, I recommend it. Believe it or not, I've had a banking relationship with Bank of America for over 25 years. The bank that I banked at as a child was acquired ultimately by another company, by another company, and by another company, and eventually by Bank of America. There was a huge banking consolidation in the 1990s after there was a massive problem with what were called the savings and loan thrifts where basically we had a housing crisis because we lent too much money to too many people. It sounds very much so like 2010, but it was the 1990s. History does and will repeat itself. It's not that tough of a game to play when you kind of conceive the roads that we've gone down before. 
I like mergers and acquisitions enormously. Enormously. Um, it's when a company will look at another company and say, I think you're worth this. When you get married, you're basically telling the, the person next to you, I love you and I think you're more valuable than anyone else on the planet. Same thing with corporations. I look at corporations as human beings. I think it helps if you do that. Um, and then suddenly you'll be like, I don't know about if I should be investing in uh, Facebook. Facebook has one of the best acquisitions of all time. They basically won social media when they bought Instagram. And they've been doing everything they can to buy their competitors before they get to a mass scale, like they tried to buy Snap. Fortunately for Facebook, Snap took a pivot and went a slightly different direction, wanting to be a camera company versus a social media platform. But right now, if you were to ask me who has more growth over the next five years, I'd say Snap over Facebook. Who has monopoly status? I'd say Facebook over Snap. Which one do you want to invest in? The monopoly or the organic grower? I was reading about some of the acquisitions that Facebook's doing right now on virtual reality. And essentially, they're locking up a monopoly, for lack of a better term. They're locking up a monopoly on the operating systems for virtual reality. If you think virtual reality is going to be all that in a bucket of chicken, you almost owe it to yourself to say, I, I should think of Facebook's next step. So Rob just said that Snap has probably better growth than Facebook, but Facebook's prepping for they don't want to drop the ball on virtual reality. Yesterday, Mark Zuckerberg was at a French tech conference. Viva tech. Long live tech. Virtual reality tech conference. Um, he predicted virtual reality would become, go beyond gaming and into areas like business meetings and fitness. Think about it like Peloton, where you have a subscription, but instead of the device is VR, and you put it on your headset, and it's going to be an amazing environment where you can take a boxing class or a dance class with a ballerina. The problem still is, Mark, is that you suck at hardware. You always have, and I bet you always will. The Oculus Rift, the Oculus platform that you bought, you didn't make from the ground up. Someone else did. So will Facebook be able to buy their way into a domination scenario? They could. I was reading about Facebook acquiring a company called Big Box VR. Now, we know about them buying Oculus. But in the last four years, Facebook has scooped up a number of VR gaming companies as well as Roblox-style build-and-share platform. They're going to start testing ads inside of the Oculus headset Facebook acquired, like I said, Big Box VR, and I, I didn't know much about Big Box VR. But Facebook is going to probably have a near monopoly in virtual reality software before it even matters. They're loading up and they're buying everyone they can. So it's basically their playbook from 2012 when they did the same exact thing by acquiring Instagram. Probably the savviest business deal of all time, and it's not even close. It's summertime. Um, you got anything reading coming on? Any any books going? Um, I'm always interested in your book suggestions. For the record, I don't read business books to learn how to invest. I read business books for history. Um, I don't know if that helps you or if it hurts you. 
the United States is going to spend $3.2 billion to develop antiviral pills used for treating COVID-19 and other highly contagious viruses. Japan has eased their state of emergency as the country prepares for the Olympics in July. NBC's got a, 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 a doozy on their hands. They have the Summer Olympics this year. Yes. And then next year, they have the Winter Olympics. Oh, my. And the Super Bowl. For sports, the number one thing, live events. Television still hasn't figured out a way to break that into streaming as well as they could. There's some packages and there's some companies like FUBU. I don't like FUBU as an investment. I like them as an acquisition candidate, and it's really, really tough. Ticker symbol is F-U-B-O. And who doesn't like saying F-U, right? B-O. Um, it's like, screw you, body odor. It's an easy ticker symbol to remember, right? I used to do that about BJ services because they've got a ticker symbol that kind of implies something. And I'd say, who doesn't love that? <laughs> That's a great ticker symbol. And, well, that just got it edited out of a Batman cartoon movie. So I'll, I'll drop that right there. And for those right, of you who right, know, right. uh, know what I'm talking about. Is Batman sexual? Does he like to go on dates with Captain with a bottle of wine? Why does Batman, a billionaire, live with a teenage boy? Who knew what a ward of a child was until we saw Batman and Robin? These stories and more figured out and studied on Rob Black and Your Money. Next year, I'm going to talk all about The Wizard of Oz. I know you're saying, I wonder if he's being serious about that. David Juetta is selling his recorded catalog to Warner Music for more than $100 million. I asked you a question. Who the hell is David Juetta? <laughs> is he an American Idol guy? No, 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 no. David Juetta is a French DJ, record producer, and songwriter. He's racked up 50 million record sales globally with more than 10 billion streams. 10 billion streams. In 2011, 2020, he was voted as the number one DJ in DJ magazine. I had to figure this out because I was like, is he that guy who came out recently who was on American Idol? And like, I didn't know. But isn't that stunning? Another artist selling their catalog for a hundred million dollars. We get Bob Dylan. We get it. Um, we sort of get some of the other the talent who have sold their catalog as they get older. Cash in. Linda Ronstadt, like, she's not going to make another album. She's not going to get cash every month from record sales. She's selling the streaming rights to her catalog. Um, pretty smart. I don't know what Warner Music sees for $100 million. But there's a land grab. No quite getting that, but I see it. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, you can get the copy of Watch that interview that I did stop 
portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. Bobby doesn't know her name. He holds on tightly just the same. Sometimes one more night is all you need. Counting Crows, an American rock band. Berkeley, California. I want to say 1990-1991. Their story goes that they were a really, really tight band without a lead singer. And that he was, Adam Dirtz, was a lead singer without a tight band. So it's kind of a manufactured band. Within reason, you can run with that. Maybe you don't have to. But they're coming back to Berkeley, California, doing a little bit of a tour this summer. And he has, Adam Dirtz has shaved off his dread look. Dreadlocks. 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 I like dreadlocks, I think, a little bit more. First new music in seven years. Can you imagine being a band that has that one album that is all that in a bucket of chicken? August and everything else. And then the whole rest of your career, you're trying to live up to that. Um, kind of an interesting story on the Counting Crows. I, I got to see them right when they were breaking because I was right into the music scene on the East Coast, uh, which the East Coast has a better music scene because you get Boston, you get New York, you get Philadelphia, you get Pittsburgh, you get all these great cities that have great nightlife all within two, three hours of each other by bus trip. Washington, D.C., like it's really quite compact over on the East Coast. So I got to, I heard from some of my friends in the music industry that they were showing at a bar called Hammerjacks in Baltimore. And the, the story has a financial tie to it. I never do a show. I never talk about stuff without financial ties. And I find a girl that wants to go with me and uh, I'm like, it, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. But we both had class the next morning. And um, long story short. Uh, she got mad at me because they didn't go on till like 12. <laughs> she never went out with me again. But I didn't have tickets. So I drove all the way from Washington to Baltimore, 45-minute drive at that time of night. Not bad. It's kind of like San Jose to San Francisco. And uh, I know that in bars, the, the only money bartenders can make and you know bouncers can make, it's illegal money. So I took $100 and... and Asked the bar guy, I said, Kid, uh, not the bar guy, but the security guy. I'm like, um, is there a door I can go in? Because I don't have tickets. And he said, nope. And I said, is there a door that $100 will open? He goes, yep. And that's how I got in to see one of the better shows of uh, my youth. Anyhow, I'm not telling you buy your way. But as my dad said, if you have money, you really don't have to know for an answer all that often in your life. And I, I think what he was trying to say was not be a jerk but what he was trying to say was something along the lines of when you're buying things people should give you good service i don't think he was trying to say be illegal and bribe people that wasn't my dad if you know my dad but that's out there today so from election day through friday the s&p 500 jumped 26 percent, marking the best 220 day stretch ever for stocks after a presidential election does that sound right to you does the last 220 days minus this week feel like the best called the Biden boom. Thanks to a recovering economy and massive stimulus from Washington, the Federal Reserve factors that were underway before Biden took office. A lot of presidents walk into an improving economy. 
and it looks like Biden's done this. But it wasn't really Biden as much as COVID spending by Congress and Trump trying to get, you know, uh, budgets approved, stimulus approved. And that's it tells you something. Don't underestimate the power of Congress. Don't underestimate like rock, scissors, paper and, and COVID uh, versus stimulus. Stimulus wins. In my opinion. The only administration going back to World War II to come close to Biden's gains was that of JFK, who saw an 18.3% rise in the same time span. The S&P 500 is up 26%. The Biden boom is a recovering economy and massive stimulus. Um, are you thankful for it? Are you bitter about it? Do you think the wealth got wealthier? A little bit of that. There's some of that probably going on, right? Now, let's go back in history and say, what happens after such a big move? The last six Six months of the first year of the presidential's term, the last six months of the president's first term, no, no, the last six months of the first year of his first term is characterized by steady gains as well, up another 5.1%. Up 68% of the time when the first six months have been positive, the second six months have been positive 68% of the time. Now, the second year of the bull market Next year, the calendar year of 2022, um, is supposed to be choppier. It's so weird to say 2022. Like, do you remember back in the 90s, which this segment started in with the Counting Crows? You're like, 2000 seems so far away. And now we're pretty deep in the 2000s, huh? And no one knew what to call the 2000 zeros. What were we calling the zeros, the dots? What were we going to call them? History bodes well for stocks right now. This economy recovers and more Americans are vaccinated. The bull market has more room to run and could further add to the value of Americans' 401k plans. That, to me, is the best part of seeing the S&P 500 up 26% year-to-date, is how many Americans have 401ks and 403bs, which I think are the most important vehicles for saving for retirement. I've got uh, my producer is a relative young man. And when he, he came on, I'm like, sign up for the Salem 401k. We work for Salem Communications. And I, I'm like, sign up for it. And he goes, well, I, I've worked at a couple of radio stations. And there, there's a little bit of hesitancy. I'm like, sign up for it. I'm your big brother here. It's the best way to accumulate wealth to have one, two, three percent of your paycheck put into the S&P 500. And if you can put 15 percent in 20, 30, 40 years, you're going to be wealthy. Compared to what you are earning versus what you'll have in 20, 30, 40 years, it's, it's stunning. Stocks have historically risen 85% of the time on a one-year basis during expansionary periods. The odds are in our favor right now. So as the market dips on higher inflation fears, I'm going to get more excited. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't get excited a year or two years too early. But the way things move now, it feels like it might be a month or two months early. And sometimes it might be a week or two weeks early. If you go back to March 2020, when we were in the, 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 the midst of the, the just the horrible bear market, we were getting ravaged. We had a 40% down, down move in a two, three weeks time. It was, it was wow. And I said something on the air. This is a once in a generation lifetime buying opportunity. Sometimes you get that in a two to four week period. Sometimes it's a two to three year period. I like buying on dips. I like chips with dips. I like stocks with dips. 
I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Don't fear the next market drop is what I'm trying to get at. We have an improving economy. Yes, it's going to create some inflation. Yes, that inflation will create a higher interest rates. And yes, the higher interest rates will make picking stocks tougher. But dang it, we have an improving economy. We have worldwide rising vaccination rates, which is, I think, a good thing. Companies that aren't sensitive to economic cycles are showing improvement in their position for stronger performance in the second half of 2016. I'm sorry, 2016. Did I have a stroke? What am I trying to say there? So companies that have the ability not to get caught up in inflation, but maybe take advantage of it, are technology and healthcare. Technology can take advantage of inflation by telling the guys at Shake Shack, there's an owner at Shake Shack who has 25 employees. And they all went from $12 an hour to $15 an hour to $18 an hour because they need, they need to hire people. So we're raising wages. That owner at Shake Shack is going to go to Microsoft. He's going to go to Google. He's going to go everywhere he can to create efficiencies. He's going to figure out, hey, Google, don't you make robots? And you're going to thus will be born a kiosk at Shake Shack. If you go into a McDonald's, and this all really started happening right during, before the pandemic, where we did see more and more kiosks and we did see more and more make your own soda, soda drink over there because that takes away a human being that gets paid 15, 17, $18 an hour. You put in your order as you want it. And you are the one happy at fault. If you say no onions and it comes with onions or they're at fault. But if you say no onions, then you're at fault. So technology and healthcare to the rescue when there's inflation, technology will help productivity, and healthcare will always be there. In a good economy, you break your leg, what do you do? You go to the doctor. In a bad economy, you break your leg, what do you do? You go to the doctor. So, I don't know. It feels like healthcare costs never go down. One of the things I like doing is I like saving one paycheck from every year of my career. And it's just in my paycheck file. And I don't know why I've done it. But it's interesting to look at how much health insurance used to cost 20, 30 years ago out of my paycheck versus how much it does now. It used to be like $15 a month, and now it's $400 a month minimum, $400 a pay period. I'm like, whoa, that's a little different. It used to be $30 a month, now it's $800 a month. It's like, whoa. Anyway, um, for the record, it's David uh, so I say Juetta because I think the guy on American Idol is a Guetta. And I don't know the difference. I'm not into EDM. I'm not into DJs. It's just something in the music industry that I've always missed. Uh, I've never been to a rave. Isn't that interesting? I don't think I've ever danced on a dance floor after one in the morning. I've never been stoned or high dancing on a dance floor. Might have been drunk, but never stoned or high. Um, too much information, I think. I'm Rob Black. Coming up next hour, I'm going to talk to Wizard of Oz and money and investing. Right now, I want to say go to YouTube, Rob Black Show. That's my channel there. Subscribe to it. Check out my market commentary. I want to build on that. I need your feedback to make everything better. Tripping out.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM In the next couple of weeks, we're going to start tinkering with the podcast. If you're listening to live radio right now or on the stream at KDOW.biz, the podcast is going to start sounding a little bit different. It'll be a lot of this. It'll be mostly the same content, except for once a week, it's going to be exclusive content. And if the numbers build, we'll do twice a week exclusive content. But it's going to start sounding a little different. If you can give me feedback without being a jerk, I'd love to hear feedback. A um, couple things. A couple books that I'm reading right now, Lights Out, Pride, Delusion, The Fall of General Electric. General Electric was a great company when I was 20 years old, when I was 10 years old, when I was born, 10 years before I was born, 15 years before I was born, 20 years before I was born. What happened? They were the light bulb company. And then they went lights out. They failed. It's a great story. Um, the other story that I'm, the next book that I'm picking up is the overstory. It follows the lives of nine people and examines their connections with trees. Some of the characters come together over the course of the book while others stay on their own. Um, it takes a pretty extreme view towards the need to protect forests, which as I'm growing older, it seems to make more sense to me. When I'm younger, when I was younger, I'm like, burn them all down, feed the cows, the, the rainforest. I was ignorant. And as I grow older, I want to, I, I kind of want to study a little bit more. Um, humanity versus nature is a theme of Under a White Sky by Elizabeth Colbert, Colbert with a K. And one that I'm not going to get through is a, a Bill Gates recommendation. I've tried a couple times is an elegant defense which is the science of the immune system. And it basically studies four lives. And it brings up an interesting look into the science of immunity. Um, they're all great books. I highly recommend you read. There's a quote that I learned in my teens that um, I was reading about Parsifal and piercing the veil. And uh, the quote was, everything I've ever learned, I've learned in a book. And Parsifal was the guy who found the Holy Grail, and ultimately he found it out of compassion. He found a wounded Grail King, and basically the Grail King was impotent, which was a reflection on English society and sexless love on marrying for wealth versus marrying for passion. Um, but Parsifal was the one who kind of broke the code of the knights. He didn't act like a knight, he acted like a human being. And that's how he got the the grail. But anyway, I learned, you know, sometimes you don't have to act like a man. You can just act like a human and help people. And I like that. There's times and places for acting like a man. 
There's no doubt about it. I like uh, working around the house on weekends. But I'm really digressing, aren't I? Next hour, I'm going to talk about the Wizard of Oz. You may want to get your hallucination drugs ready because there is a tie. Um, there's a robot out there called Nuru. FedEx has just hired him. Multi-year partnership with a robotics firm named Nuru. Testing drop-offs via self-driving vehicles. Why would FedEx want to have a robot scaling up the last mile of delivery? FedEx is piloting the program in Houston, focusing on scenarios that offer the biggest bang for your buck. Nuru is the dog, robot dog that you've seen in commercials for Kroger and for Domino's. Um, and now Nuru is no longer just delivering pizza and groceries, but he, he's now delivering packages. I still have one big problem with robot delivery and with um, having drones deliver is that there's a lot of, for lack of a better word, rural areas in the country that have what are perceived from the movie deliverance as rednecks with guns. And I kind of see these kind of people shooting down the robots that are flying our packages to us or shooting the robot dogs that are walking our packages to us. But I can't get over that. It's in my head. Um, but why? The last mile is a pricey piece of the delivery puzzle. It accounts for 53% of the shipping costs. Any way to lighten the load is welcome. Getting those brown boxes on our porches with a robot, I'm fine with. And maybe what will happen is someone like a FedEx will have 10 robots in the truck loaded up with 10 different packages, and the driver will just sit there and watch them all be delivered. And they'll deliver to 10 houses at once at the same speed that he could deliver to one house. I don't know how this is going to work. I can tell you that's the most expensive part of delivery, and we live in a delivery-based uh, nation right now. So I get that Domino's wants to figure this out. I get that FedEx wants to figure out an Amazon. E-commerce sales hit $791 billion last year. They'll hit $933 billion this year. Amazon is going to overpass or take over or surpass uh, Walmart this year in retail sales in America. Amazon jacked up capital expenditures, which is also – you can shorten that to CapEx, Right. I, I say that on occasion because I don't want us to talk too nerdy. Someone asked me recently about what do I think about EBITDA. I'm like, EBITDA? Earnings before interest tax depreciation amortization? I'm like, it's a metric. And this person basically wanted me to trash it as, well, it's not real earnings. And it's really not real earnings. It's, it's made up earnings before interest tax depreciation amortization. But companies have to pay interest tax depreciation amortization as part of the financial statement, Right. I don't like using fancy terms around you. I don't think it does you any good. But the CapEx at Amazon, um, up 80%. They need to figure out how to speed up delivery. And the last part of it might be robots, might be drones. But I want you to Google Neuro or YouTube Neuro, N-U-R-O, and also YouTube Rob Black Show. Great interview I have there with Adam Phillips talking market strategy every week now. It's going to be a staple. You can find it at Rob Black Show on YouTube. But you can also find Nuru, N-U-R-O, the robot, on YouTube. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Keep my 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.